Coming to you from the HagmanReport.com studio. Located in the Keystone State, birthplace of a mighty nation, it's your host, Doug Hagman. Welcome to Hagman. It is the Hagman Report. This is a special, very, very, very special program. I've got to tell you, folks, not too many people um, are, are, are able to get into the studios, uh, the Hagman Report studios, but it's always my pleasure when they do, and it's my pleasure now to introduce someone who I've, I've got the utmost respect for. Um she is one of the few people that I know that really knows the inner workings of all of the nefarious activities taking place behind the scenes. Um, I suppose if she began to tell you what she knows about different government programs, different things from the SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, that virus to the slab, jab, as I'll call it, um, it would take not not hours, not episodes, but uh, um, days, weeks, perhaps. She is the person behind CelestialReport.com. And also shepherdsheart.life. Both sites will be linked in today's program episode uh, description box at hagmanreport.com. So if you're looking for them on Rumble or Brighteon, you're not going to find them there in terms of the links to their sites. Go to hagmanreport.com, open the episode description box, and a full description of today's episode along with the two links will be in that description box. And it, with any luck, because I bring Lady the Studio Dog to my studio every day, and she usually parks herself down next to me, um, we also might have a cameo appearance of Lady's new friend. Um, can I say her name over there? Okay, Zippy, which is uh, uh, Celeste's uh, BFF, best furry friend. And anyone... Uh, like that, of course, I uh, wins points with me. So I'm very, very proud to introduce uh, Celeste Salome of, uh, again, CelestialReport.com, ShepherdsHeart.life, uh, former, gover- f- former government insider. I, do I call you, Celeste, should I call you like a whistleblower, uh, in, a, a former insider? What's the best description to use? Either one. <laughs> is fine. Okay. All right. Well, folks, uh, Celeste Salome is, 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 is with me. And, you know, we, we were talking before the show. Um, folks, I, I got to tell you, I don't know too many people who keep the same hours that I do. And my hours are even more com- made more complicated uh, of late, which is why you're seeing some changes of the program. But um, so, so um, I, I don't know too many people who can, who can actually... Uh, keep up with my schedule except for celeste so uh kudos for that when i say that i'm talking about uh early morning meetings and and such but we were talking before the program about just a number of things about about what the future holds about deception about the the remnant church you're you're on you're on a tour right now do you want you want to tell people about the tour that you're on uh, because I think that's great. I think what you're doing is great. And, and what, what she's doing, and I'll let her explain it, but as I understand it, is really creating the remnant underground church that is so much needed. And, and perhaps that's not a correct or a you know, correct characterization, but I'll let Celeste explain it to you. So what are you doing driving all around the country, landing here? When I say landing, I'm arriving here. Um, on your way somewhere else, won't disclose. Um, what you doing? What am I doing? So I just got back um, as being a keynote speaker at the Red Pill in Indianapolis. I spent six weeks on the road. Went back to my organic garden that the Lord really did um, water and grow 
like it, I came back to a jungle and was highly productive. And I thought, well, this is it for the year of me traveling. I'll just settle down to harvesting and canning and what organic farmers do and broadcasting. And so I'm in the middle of it. And then the Lord said, you're going on a six-month speaking tour of the United States um, to pray, to network, and build the underground church. And I know, I mean, I didn't even know what all it was going to involve. Um, but I do know that I, I receive, I'm on other people's guests, uh, shows as well as my own. And people were feeling very isolated. They were feeling like the stars of heaven. They were individually little points of light against a very dark sky. And they felt kind of alone in the, in the process. And so, little did I know when I started out, I said, okay, Lord. And the Lord even said, leave the cabbages in the field and get on the road quickly. So, I did that. And and folks, she take that literally, okay? Seriously, literally. Go ahead. Yes, I did leave the cabbages. They're now under three feet of snow, so uh, the cabbages are toast. Um, so I did. I I left, and I'm just been going. So when God talks to us, He talks face to face, and then just like the early Christians, we can be the early Christian church which is our model, um, face-to-face, person-to-person, each person being valued and treasured for who they are, and then home-to-home families, godly homes, godly husbands leading, godly wives, Proverbs 31, women, and wise and perceptive children who love and fear God and listen to their parents and godly teaching. And then off to speak with churches um, who are open to hearing the truth. Uh, many are not participating in being the salt and the light these days, but there are some that are. And so, I've had the privilege to speak to many around. And so, what I'm discovering, I mean, it came as a surprise. I mean, I, I don't know. He, The Lord just didn't give me all the details. He just said, go, you know, pack. for. It. So, I had to pack for summer fall and winter, um, plus supplements, plus dog dog things. And uh, so, that's I've got a little tiny car, and off we went. And what I'm discovering is that the prayer of the righteous is reaching the heavens, and we're praying together, and that we are networking, we're face-to-face, like now we've met face-to-face, and we will always be bonded as brother and sister in Jesus Christ, and I'm so excited about that. We're shattering the paradigm that we have to live through our devices. We don't have to, whether it's your community or your state, we can reach out. You can do a mini-tour of just your state or even your county, um, and meet other believers just like I did and um, be blessed. And then it really took me by surprise because <laughs> then the Lord had me praying, laying hands for healing, just like the early church and seeing answers to prayer for that. And then uh, casting out devils. I came against the Pokemon spirit. And so actually, N- cast- not the game, not the game. Or women. Is is that a game? It was was a game. But now they're taking it and actually you know about the metaverse. Yes. Okay, Pokemon has a Pokemon metaverse that they just announced this December. And they want all the people that are into Pokemon to enter this this Pokemon metaverse, if, if you will, and just live their lives. Not even come out and live like you and I do. Um, so, it's a very powerful spirit, and people don't know that it's wrong. And very interesting, I won't digress much, but the creator of, or engineer of Pokemon lived in my small town in Washington State, and he had a Victorian home, and he had a torture chamber down in the basement, and he had a glass floor put down so that he could watch 
people getting tortured. And so, those of you that do not think Pokemon um, is evil, you best take note. I mean, I mean, uh, I don't mean to sound this way, but are you serious? I'm serious. Yeah. Was he ever arrested or charged or? I, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, it wasn't it wasn't too long after that where I disappeared from that state. So, holy moly! To, to think, okay. So, so again, folks, th- th- this is hard on your brain, isn't it? To think about this, the evil out there, the the level of evil out there, man. Okay, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just it just threw me threw me for a loop there. So so you're going out, going around the United States, really being. I mean, really, it's it's Acts. It's the Book of Acts. It is. It is very much so. Wow. Yeah. And I feel very blessed and honored that I could be used in this way. And and I still have to keep up my own uh, broadcasting schedule and doing interviews and being interviewed. And uh, so it's a little bit, you get twice the work. So. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> did you like that little, uh, the, 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 anyway, uh, I think Zippy uh, likes the, the paper towel that I had down there and I didn't want, want her to. To get sick or choke on that. So anyway, um, wow. So you've got you've got a lot of things taking place out there. I don't know. You're you've been in like what I know of like five states in the last six days. Yeah. Well, let's see. I came in from Connecticut, so I went through New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, and then I'm off to Ohio. And then to an undisclosed location. And then I'll be hitting Indiana and the northern tier states again. You know, you got to love that. You've got to love the um, the fact that you're able to travel, to meet people face-to-face. When, when you run into, when you meet people, what are what are they most hungry for? Is it the fellowship? Is it? Is it hope? Have people lost hope out there, given the situation? Have people abandoned the normal church because of, I can't find a church? You know, that's kind of they, thing. They feel very lonely and isolated. And so this has given people hope and that we can do this, um, that we can break out of you know, the Zoom meetings and our cell phones and meet face-to-face. We don't have to be fearful. And as humans, we can just enjoy that sweet fellowship that comes as brothers and sisters in Christ. And it really is hopeful. It's very positive. And what I see, and I was describing this to you earlier, is that I think right now, the B system has been out there since 2018. And it's been um, working, kicking the tires to make sure that it all works, all the components work, and it's about ready for the Antichrist to come onto the onto the scene. And so, what the Lord is doing now is here we are, these twinkling little lights in, in against the jet black sky, and right now Jesus is saying. Come, I'm going to put you under the shelter of my wings, just like baby chicks. And when I move, you move. And we're going to move as one body and one spirit. And I am really excited about that. So, although we've been doing our separate things for a while now, he's gathering us so that we are a force to be reckoned with. Now, you got to know, Doug. I just, you know, people go, well, are you a celebrity? You know, they feel like they're with a celebrity. And I go, I am one woman following Jesus Christ. And <laughs> I think Doug has got dog, dog. <laughs> dogs will find anything this to program, be a toy. This program brought to you by <laughs> Windex, the window cleaner, camera cleaner, and table cleaner. Sorry. And dog toy. And dog toy. Go ahead. 
Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and, and by the way, if we can come here, come here, come here, come here. Let's do a cameo. Jump up here. Yeah, yeah she's not. Uh, I, I don't think she's. Uh, She's willing. Perhaps later on. Uh, Celeste Salome is my guest. Uh, CelestialReport.com. By the way, folks, that's where to go for uh, to give her support, uh, donations, subscriptions, that kind of thing. Shepherdsheart.life. There are a lot of articles, a lot of information at that location. Again, both will be in the program description box at HagmanReport.com. You can tell we're informal today, can't you? It's, it's, hey, after all, why not? Let's be informal. Let's be informational as well. And most importantly, inspirational, which uh, I found Celeste to be unbelievably inspirational. Um, what's, what's your general, general message out there? You know, here we are in 2022, at the close of 2022. It just seems like every time you turn around, there's a decade of news being made in a week. Before, you know, you can go weeks without hearing any, you would rehash the same stories every week, you know. Um, I think Tucker Carlson just said something about, to that effect, think O.J. Simpson, 95, it's all you heard about for, you know, weeks. And now it's like, uh, well, you know, that would last like 10 minutes today. So think of the frequency you're getting at. So my question to you is, what are some of the, what are some of the things that we should be looking at that we should be watching for that, you know, we can see perhaps um, we'll, be, we'll be bringing us trouble? You know, even if it's going over the obvious, what's your system of triage? So my system of triage is, of course, the Bible, because that is my handbook uh, for life. And so... I see that we've done the wars and rumors of wars. We've done uprisings, uh, uh, kingdom against kingdom, ethnos against ethnos. But uh, right now, I see us for 2023 going into persecution, to the persecution part. I know those of us on the front lines are getting economically persecuted, um, physically persecuted, different attacks of different types. Um most everybody on the front line has been attacked in one way or another. Um, I if if I can just interject something here, I don't like to interrupt guests, but boy, do I do that. Um, here's what I want to tell people: Celeste will never tell you, to her credit, I don't know, but she'll never tell you how many times she's been attacked, how much she has been harassed. Um, we, we were commiserating, actually just comparing notes, the, the, you know, the, the banking, um, I'm not going to get into the details, but you know what, if you can find your way to support Celeste's efforts by going, I mean, here she is traveling hundreds of miles a day. It seems like, uh, spending 18, 20 hours a day. I can verify that, uh, in, in, you know, going out and, and gathering that remnant, and inspiring, informing, and inspiring that remnant. So please do that. Go to celestialreport.com, and there you'll find ways to support her. Uh, or let me ask you, what's the best way to support you? Well, to become a subscriber, and the reason for that is I have a community like you have a community, yep. and you can ask any question, no sacred cows. <clears throat> so that's pretty exciting. So whatever is on your mind, it, there may come a t you know a question that I may not be able to answer. If I can research it fairly quickly, I will do that for you. But you kind of always have Celeste on tap, <laughs> which is nice <laughs> um, in this day and age when it's hard to make sense of the dangers and to know what is a danger even. You, you know what... <sighs> I learned a lot, folks, talking with Celeste today. Um, and we were talking about different uh, medical doctors that she's been in contact with. We were, we've been talking about the about the slab shot. We've been talking about the virus. And actually, you know, what more they have planned for us. But, um, boy, I'll tell you, uh, I, let me see if I can form this into a question. 
What should people know most about? Well, you know, you said something about the, um, was it the, uh, the so-called vaccine or, or clot shot being, uh, actually being cooked up back in 08 or 09 and, and how this, I mean, you, you've said so much. I mean, what should people know about, about the, about the slab jab, as I call it? So pretty much in a nutshell. In a nutshell, because, um, there, because we don't want to take all day. Um, it was originally concocted in 1975 at Asilomar, California. That's what I meant to say. Just like my, my Pinto. Go ahead. And then for 10 years, they reclassified life and put you in with tetrapods, dinosaurs, and birds. Uh, so you're no longer really a human in preparation. And then in 2019, you heard that it was a post-human world. They were ready to release. Then they did an exercise called Clade X, which is an exercise that dealt with a new life form that was engineered, put upon the face of the earth that had never been here before. And wow. so that's then not uh, not a couple months later, you get the SARS-CoV-2 um, or COVID, whatever you want to call it, uh, racing around the world. That is a new life form that was engineered in a lab. So that's kind of the nutshell of... You know, um, I've heard that before. Uh, is that not what uh, physicians like Dr. Kerry Midday also say, um, uh, given the fact that it's got... It's got this its own structure, its own I don't know life force, if you will. Okay, or is that is that the jab? That's what we're talking about—the jab, right? The jab yeah. with the life entities in it. Mm-hmm. Now, up until a certain point, um, nanoparticles—you've heard of nanoparticles. Yes. yes. We thought that we were told they were inert. You know, we're getting flooded with them. Through our air, water, or food. Uh, how was it? Last June, I think. Well, within the last year, let's put it that way. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, they began, the journals began saying that they were living entities, these nanoparticles. And so I, I wrote a brief article. I was getting over COVID myself, and I said, I have to write about this because nobody had said linked nanoparticles with living entities. And that was the first, the journals actually, like I go through 150 journals twice a week, each with 50 different studies in them. And they kind of, they're like the World Economic Forum, they kind of have a theme, you know, every week. And so that particular week, it was all about these nanoparticles being entities my goodness and and, um just so people understand may i say that you were with a certain agency in the past oh yeah so so just so people know okay celeste was with well you can you can give the background a little bit if you want because i don't want to overstep or understate your okay so basically i was with fema and so I did Y2K, 9-11, Hurricane yeah. Katrina, um, disasters of all kind. I actually watched our country transform from a constitutional republic to more of a socialistic. Uh, I actually was told on January 1st, 2007, that all laws, regulations, and enforcement would be extra-constitutional. And then I watched that progression. So what you're seeing today makes more sense wow. in light of that. What's the end game here? Um, if I can ask this, I, 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 oh, don't yell at me. I know these questions are somewhat academic, but what's the end game objective here of the? The people in charge, or the people that that are running this this Luciferian type of uh, new world, one world order. What's the objective? So they definitely don't want people. So that's the post-human, right. and you haven't heard much about about that because they've managed to 
um, get most many people to take the jab. So that means they're hybrids. Um, They're no longer created in the divine image of God. The end game, though, is much more nefarious. You've heard about CERN. Yeah, and the connection between CERN, if any, and the jab, the slab jab, or the SARS-CoV-2 bioweapon, I mean... So basically, the elite don't believe in carbon-based life. Uh, So they are doing directed evolution to change us, but they themselves want to upload. And if you watch Black Mirror at all, you're familiar with the Mm -hmm. concept that they're going to upload their consciousness, their life, everything, their memories, everything, uh, to a silicon synth which is a synthetic humanoid, go off planet, and then with CERN, CERN takes these little particles called strangelets, and it goes to the center of the Earth, the core, uh, in about eight minutes. They have a very unique phenomena. They can take matter with it. I'm wondering if they can take spirit, uh, souls with it, uh, to the center of the Earth. But we've also entered this time where we're kind of getting bombarded by cosmic rays, which also have strangelets. So our Earth is getting like a double dose. So what the plan is, is they will go off planet and just the Earth will explode like a neutron star. That's the bottom line. Okay. So, but, so it's to get, ultimately get rid of us, contaminate us as God's creation, then get rid of us, right? And and then, of course, they will live forever in their mind, thus avoiding judgment of God and being their own God, small g, Mm -hmm. whether on or off this planet. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And it's very interesting. One topic that we didn't talk about before the show is these jabs have some, they have taken aborted babies. That part you know. Right. But did you know that they have taken and made those cells from those aborted babies immortal? Now, where in the world, we don't have immortality on this planet. Where did they get that ability to be able to make so these are baby these poor little babies they were aborted but they keep them alive to experiment on them and now they're being put in the jab um but they're immortal cells uh, eric tech did you know about this did you know about this i am immortal you are a mortal. That's right. Um, okay, so uh, you, you, look, you got to snicker a little or laugh a little bit, have a, because when you're talking about this, this is pretty heavy. So what you're telling me is they're using, if I understand this correct, aborted children. How are they creating immortality with them? that? It, all I can think of is that it's fallen angel technology that fallen they got, okay. that they receive, like at CERN, there's portals and communications going between dimensions. Okay, and that they, that's okay. That makes sense because CERN reportedly opens portals, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And if that's the case, you've got dimension, um, different dimensions. You've got entities coming in, going out, you know, uh, tipping the uh, uh, concierge on the way out or whatever, on the way in. All right. This, okay, so that's the ability of CERN, right? Is that the objective of CERN? Or is that just a, a kind of a one of the objectives or a side benefit of CERN? Being able to well, they say they claim they want to find the God particle, right? That's and what they say. you know, so in essence, you know, it's Luciferian. They want to be like God. You know, they want to replace God. 
So back in 2019, I received a 232-page document about the powers that be wanted a synthetic world. It was called the uh, synthetic virtual twin. Mm -hmm. I call it the satanic virtual synthetic twin. It's a godless world. Uh, We kind of mentioned it earlier, the metaverse, where you can go in, live your whole life. You're in a tiny house with your Oculus glasses. You go into that world. You can do anything you want. No consequences at all. And that's where you will live your entire life. That is the satanic virtual twin. And meanwhile, what they're trying to do is eradicate every single thing that has to do with God. And see, God created the the plants. God created the animals. God created humans. And that's why they had to, that first Asilomar, where they wanted to change all bio, genetically change all biological life, um, they needed that so that there was no remembrance of God and no part of God in that new world. Basically, so there's a in the mm. in the first sentence in scripture it says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Right. But in the Hebrew, there's a word that's never translated into into English. It's called et, or it could be E T H. Um and so what it means is the beginning and the end. So, basically, it says, in essence, in the beginning, God, the Father, right. and Jesus Christ, the beginning and the end, created the heavens and the earth. So, what we've got going right now is this battle between good and evil for the throne of Creator God and salvation, the throne of Jesus Christ. That's what's happening right now. Okay. And, and forgive my pauses. I, I pause because it's, it's pretty heavy information. Don't you agree, folks? I mean, okay, so how's this? How's this for a question? What else? What else? <laughs> what else? So basically. It boils down to this as a spiritual battle. And, you know, many of us are prepped to the hill with our our canned goods or oh, yeah. ammo or Got whatever. Our guns, ammo, silver, go, I'm ready to go. Let's just give me the word. So that's it. Let the shoe drop, as they say. <sighs> but what we really need is, is the spiritual. So we're all hunkered down. But we've kind of bought a lie in a way where we can just like our our houses, our fortress, our communities, our fortress, and we're just going to live, you know, isolated um, until Jesus comes back. And when really, if you think about it, the early church went face-to-face, person-to-person, house-to-house, church-to-church, encouraging and praying for and casting out devils. And really, um, it's the spiritual going back to our roots that we need to be thinking about. And most of us, like, we don't think about putting spiritual preps in our our box. You know, and I get emails like that, too. You know, um, you ever talk about spiritual preps, Hagman? You know, which, look, I I agree with you. Um, How do you prepare spiritually aside from praying and of course you know reading the bible fellowship i suppose and other things but um what am i missing in terms of spiritual preparation for what is to come what am i missing so it's very interesting that you asked this so david and i before my husband was killed for those of you that don't know seven years ago and just before he was killed we were going fishing. We were going salmon fishing every day. And so we were reading this book, um, Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And we were in the part of life together as a community. And so what's involved in life community? What is the underground church? It is praying together, not just yourself in your own private devotions, but praying together corporately. 
um, whether that's two or three, he is there. Um, worship, singing praise to our God, not just going to him like Santa Claus God, oh, I'm in trouble again, or I need this, or I need that. But I just, we need to be singing and doing praises together. Um, so that's part of it. The read, the corporate reading of his word. There is something very powerful that will smash any dimension, any power, any force when we are reading the word together. There is a very, there's strength in that. And so, of course, the breaking of bread and doing communion together. Um, we can do it within our homes. We can do it corporately. In my community, we do it on our Zoom. Uh, we break bread and and have communion. So, we need to remember the Lord's sacrifice for us. So, those are some of the ways that we build the underground church so resilient that it withstands the satanic assault that's soon to come. Interesting you mentioned that because... Um we are the church, aren't we? Yes, we are. And wherever two or, or more are gathered in his name, no, I'm not going to sing, okay? But, but we, are, we, we become the church. It was interesting that I was speaking with uh, a member of Russ's team, uh, uh, Shatter Ops, and, and we were talking about uh, just that. You know, what do we do? We, we don't have a church. We, there's no one, there's really no one we can uh, fellowship with. And I, I, I kind of said that, not exactly in that, those words. But this gentleman looked at me, Landon, he looked at me and said, what are we doing right now? And, and he was right. So we can all do this, which brings me back to, again, my guest, Celeste Solom. Uh, celestialreport.com that's the website to go to there it is on your screen if you're watching this by the way if you're watching this on rumble or brighty on please give us a, give us a rumble uh, which is like a thumbs up if you subscribe to both broadcasts on rumble and brighty on and share this broadcast with all of your friends family and especially those who need to hear uh, the truth and, and the, the truth by Celeste. I'm, I'm telling you right now, um, the content on her websites. Do me a favor. Do me. In fact, I know all of you, all of you out there, want to know what Doug wants to find in his stocking or a Christmas gift or whatever. Here's what you can give to me: sign up, support, become a subscriber of the Celestial Report of uh, Celestia um, channel. Help her out, donate, because she's out on the road wearing tread off the tires, putting gas in the vehicle. Um, every once in a while, feeding a little bit of kibble to the to her BFF. But uh, she's doing the work of, of probably 10 people, and I'm not exaggerating. But the information that you will get from your your donation will inform you. And, and if you look on your screen right now, folks, and, and I'm not joking, I'm, I'm very, very serious. This is information that you're not going to find anywhere else. It's the it's what I what I would call this is the intersection between the practical and the spiritual, and there it is. And, and she's not going to promote talk you know she's not going to do that with her own channel but i'll tell you i will so all of the all, all of what she's doing right now is so important folks um that she deserves she is deserving of your support and your donations subscriptions hey whatever just please do that make my christmas how's that and that's uh, celestialreport.com. And then, of course, there's shepherdsheart.life, another website. You can go there for the uh, different articles and, and uh, information and such. Shepherdsheart.life, both at hagmanreport.com in the program description box. And uh, there it is on your screen. All right. Um, 
Oh, before I get back to Celeste, let me do this. You know, speaking of support, I really appreciate all of you who support this broadcast and support us right here, this platform, so we can bring you the quality of guests like Celeste as opposed to the lack thereof. You know what I'm talking about, right? So I want to thank our supporters and sponsors, and very specifically, too, um, our corporate sponsors, of which we have few. Now, I'll say this. I do not endorse or allow to sponsor our show. Um, Anyone that I don't believe in or have used myself with success. Lightstream.com, that falls within that, that category. The fine folks at Lightstream have put together a package for you. I'm going to tell you right now, you can't get any better than the the fine folks at lightstream.com. You know, it's smart to make calculated financial decisions now that will benefit you later, especially if you're young. Think about this. Or even if you're not so young, do it before you get too old, right? So if you're just getting started Hey, on your financial journey, or if you're midway through, or, or regardless of what your position is, it makes sense. It's important to set your set yourself up for success, for future success. Whether that future is is six months from now, or or six years, or sixty years, it doesn't matter. A credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream can help you pay off your credit cards and lock in a low fixed interest rate. Rates started just. I'm sorry, rates start at 6.99% APR. You heard me right, 6.99% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Plus the rates fixed, so it's not going to go up over the life of the loan. And you know what? You can even get your money this, as soon as the same day as you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. Just for my listeners, my listeners only, apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is go to lightstream.com slash Hagman. That is L-I-G-H-D-S-T-R-E-A-M. That's lightstream.com slash Hagman. Subject credit approval. Rates range from 6.99% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Hagman, two ends on Hagman. For more information, you'll thank me later. You'll be glad you did. Appreciate all of you. Um, and again, thank you for the fine folks at Lightstream. Celeste Salam celestialreport.com and shepherdsheart.life both linked up at hagamreport.com in the program description box just open that box up and you'll see it right there so celeste what have we not talked about that's on your heart that you want to get across with um, to whoever's listening and i know you know here's something i never say but i'm gonna say it right now because i believe this there's somebody out there that needs to hear some information. I really believe this. I'm not joking around. I just, sometimes you, as an investigator, you learn to follow your instincts, your feelings, and this is one of those instincts. Um, I really believe there's pe- there's a person or people out there who are looking for a specific message in terms of where they're at, where the world's at, and what to do moving forward. Um, any anything you've got to say on that is appreciated. Absolutely. <clears throat> so Jesus wants each one of you out there to know that you are valued and treasured and that this is a war against humanity and do whatever it takes to remain a human in purity, in holiness, Um, in your actions with others. Um, He wants you to use the gift, the gift or gifts that he's given you um, for the benefit of the body of Christ and to glorify our Father in heaven. And he wants us to use our secular gifts. So let's say we're not so comfortable with the spiritual because it's baby steps. Um, Let's say you're a baker you're a musician, you're a writer, you're a quilter, Um, you can do something that is your passion 
on a secular level and give to another person and and just say, Jesus loves you, and so do I. And don't shy away from giving a hug, giving a smile, doing those loving acts of kindness, um, because humanity, uh, we talked about humanity's feeling very much being squashed like a little bug, and and many of us are feeling kind of despairing about that, whether it's in the line, we remember quality products, we have no quality products, we go to the store, there's no customer service, in, in North Dakota, there's no food. So, you know, um, we're just feeling like we're just constantly getting beat down. So just in whatever God has given you, whether you, maybe you've got a beautiful smile, maybe you can play a piece of music on a corner, maybe you can make a dinner to somebody that's ill or something and give it away and, and just say, Jesus loves you and so do I. Anything that you, I know that, of course, you know my schedule. I work like 22 hours a day. Yeah, I've so never I seen anything like it. You know, I, I want what she's taking. I, I do. <laughs> I'm taking this. Um, but so I don't have time to be a seamstress. And one of my followers sent me a handmade quilt. And some some have sent me some artwork. And even Mississippi has her own fan club. They send her dog treats, um, all sorts of little gifts and cards. Uh, so... We can all give something, and so just be bold. Uh, don't just rely on your devices to communicate. Uh, get out there with humanity and fight for humanity because this is the war. You know, it's it's a war. Are we okay? And this is something that. Again, I feel like the need to preface these questions because, to me, they're so heavy. Um, the was the sorry, was the release of the bioweapon was that the opening shot of the final battle of the war or final array of battles of the war? In your view, it was the beginning. There were actually two things. Uh, you know me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm the document lady. So as That's soon right. as it was released, uh, guess who gets on the internet? And the patient records were um, on the internet before the who got on the ground. So I grabbed them and I copied them. And so I'm reading along and I'm reading about the patients and their stats, you know, because I used to work in medicine, you know. So right. I I would, was interested. Then it, it goes to page eight. And then it goes starts talking about the plant destroyer, and I'm going, I don't want to know because we were all in a frenzy about COVID, right? So I'm like, where's the where's where's the COVID? I don't want to know about the plant destroyer. And about three days later, the Holy Spirit said, "Go back to the plant destroyer." So there was also um, something found in the patient's blood, which was called it's the plant destroyer. It is like a blight which is mentioned in the Bible, and it will be in the end days. You know, it will take out the food supply. But this plant destroyer is known um, for the most decimating famines in all of Earth's history. For instance, the Irish potato famine was caused by this. The difference being, this one is weaponized. So, why do I say this? So, I'm going to say a couple things that are going to be pretty shocking. Okay. So, you asked whether this was the start. Yes. So, fast forward to 2022. And at the beginning of the year, we have some, well, I better start it. So, in 2015, there is the blueprint for biodefense. Um, so, the U.S. was developing a biodefense program. In, in 2015. 2015, making an industry out of biodefense. So then the next one was the Apollo program of biodefense. And then this last April, they uh, announced the Athena agenda for biodefense. Now, the Athena agenda for biodefense this past April is scary. It's got this big techno techno owl 
like the what's the group that's the crazy group in California the Boy, that narrows it down. That Alex Jones went and he. Um, It's not the Bilderbergs, it's somebody else. Oh, oh, the Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove. Right. So it's like the. But this is a techno owl. But in there, it talks about the different ways they're going to get into your body to make you deviate from being a human. But. So guess how many vaccinations? I'm just going to throw it out to. I'm going to. Throw a question to you. Okay. How many injections do they want to give you? Okay, just for this, just for, uh, or I mean, from childhood, from age zero forward. In their biodefense program. Oh, oh my goodness. I don't know. Let's see. Um, average lifespan is 25,500 days. So let's say one. One every other month. Uh, I don't know. Uh, six. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, seriously, probably 150. I mean, so, in total, from childhood. To, but go ahead. So what they want to give you is 20,000 per person vaccines and that is only one percent of what they want to give you that's the plan okay okay look i i've never shied away from an i'm not afraid of needles okay you, you get blood and stuff but for crying out loud what the heck say what but they're not it, there's going to be different entry points so all you people with contact lenses i would give up the contact lenses because they're becoming a drug delivery system it's in the air the food the water so and surfaces that we touch so it's not you're not going to have to go to the doctor okay well huh what do you mean you're uh, okay how's that even possible in other words and i'm not i'm not I'm, i'm not trying to make light of this um You've so everything that everything that, that that is a physical thing, including perishables like food, is going is going to have some sort of component to it that's going to interact with you and me and everyone out there. That's what you're saying. Yeah, and really, it started in the 1990s with genetic genetically modified food. They were actually putting blood in rice and tomatoes back in the 1990s wait a minute like human blood yeah in rice yeah what is that for flavor no to to get the human to start lusting and craving unnaturally like cannibalism okay uh, now maybe i shouldn't ask this but how do they get the blood in the rice uh, I don't know. It was a Gates thing. Boy, isn't that surprise, surprise, surprise? Okay, wow. So, so okay, because I I just saw something. Celeste, I saw something in, in a forum that had documentation about certain fast food, certain fast food companies. I'm not going to name because I, I look. I don't need the lawsuits, but them using something akin to blood or tissue uh, so you can develop a taste for human flesh. Is that right? Yeah. Most things and most food now, it's classified under natural ingredients or flavorings. Um, That's where you're getting it. Oh, man. Folks, you're listening to the Hagman Report, I think, um, when you think about this. So, so okay, um, why? I mean, is it, so this becomes acceptable, so, but what's the, why don't they just kill us? Well, why don't they just flip and kill us if that's what they want? Because they like to, the elite who... You know who the lead are. Yeah. yeah. Well, some we don't know. 
Um, but they like to torture. Okay. They like to get money. Uh, so you're feeding a, pharm- a pharmaceutical industry complex, um, get you to buy in um, and worship. You know, when SARS, and I'm going to ask the audience the same question sure. that we talked about. So when SARS COVID came, and did you fall on your knees and ask the Lord, your Creator, to protect you? And when, let's say you you got SARS COVID two. Did you fall on your knees and ask for healing? He is your healer. By his stripes you are healed. Um, He is the lifter of your head. Um, Did you do that or did you just instantly panic and react and run straight over and go to Pharmacia or the, the doctor's office? And obviously, you know, that would go with... Uh, for the vaccines, right? And what they call the vaccines, yes. Hmm. So it was very interesting at the time. Uh, so when the Israelites went from slavery to the Promised Land, they went through the desert. We all know, and there was a plague, and God instructed Moses to make um, a brazen serpent and put it, raise it up, which is a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ as our healer. And the, the plague was stayed. Well, then, the, then that brazen serpent on the pole was put in mothballs. Fast forward 600 years to the time of Hezekiah, and the people demanded that Hezekiah bring out the brazen serpent because they didn't want to fall on their knees and call on their creator. They wanted this simple fix. And there was also, this is a legend, but um, it has been passed down. It's in legends of the Jews that the people, there was a book of remedies passed down from father to son um, from Adam. And so they wanted that book of remedies. They wanted the remedies, how to stay the plague. Um, and then the brazen serpent lifted up, but they did not want to fall on their knees and call out to their God. So I find I find that there's nothing new under the sun. We've kind of returned to that mentality. We don't want to fall on our knees and call out to Abba Father and Jesus. We want the instant pill that we can take and it's going to relieve all of our all now, of our troubles. Now, but, but you're not saying necessarily not to use the tools available to you including the medications that would be necessary for life sustaining but the order of things should be the, the very first thing is for you to fall on your knees and pray ask God for healing or for protection and then go from there. Is and that, for his wisdom and discernment. There you go. Because he might have a plan for whatever affliction, because in your faith, and if you're afflicted, others might see that you can have faith, even when you're this frail human, and then they become a believer because they go, I want that faith. So there might be a reason, so we can't always, maybe the instant fix isn't always the best to glorify our father in heaven very interesting indeed okay and, and you know what folks there's a lot more as we enter in here or as we close the, the, the program um there's a lot more information go to celestialreport.com shepherdsheart.life again folks in the program description box you will find links to both make sure that you support celeste efforts because why because she's doing what what we should be doing but she's doing it on our, on our behalf right so there you have it may god bless each and every one of you thank you so very much for your support and your belief and your trust in this platform on behalf of celeste and myself and uh, Miss Zippy here and Lady of the Studio Dog have a good night